Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave, bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Will the Go Gottlieb back from Salt Lake City. Follow him, Will underscore Gottlieb. And catching up with our guy, Io DeSumo, for the first time since we were hanging out in Paris. He is back here in studio. Your Bulls starting point guard, U of I, Chicago product. Welcome back, Io. Good to see you, man. How, how are you? How was the break? I'm doing well. Um, it, was a, it was a cool break. Yeah. Um, got a lot of rest, just a couple of days to, you know, reset mentally and just take a couple of days away from basketball. I like when you're here because it's the only time people actually stay around to watch our shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thanks for showing up for that, no man. Problem. I ain't seen this dude in I don't know how Other long. people, <laughs> meaning like our coworkers? Yeah, you know, okay, I see Cam, yeah, I see Jake. Why does everybody always leave when we start? All the time, dude. But it's also because we're usually here at night doing okay, pre- and post-game. That's fair. Everyone else is going home. I keep forgetting you have a family. No yeah. you don't live These people got to like go no home excuse. and feed their children dinner. Second. <laughs> Okay, so, fair you know, I owe some of the vets in the NBA kind of joke about like, ooh, if they if they don't get selected, maybe they're in the running for All Star or something, they don't end up competing. That they enjoy that break where they you know go somewhere, maybe go somewhere warm, go down to Mexico, whatever. You kind of got a late call yeah. to join the Rising Stars game, your second consecutive time. Congrats, by the way. Yeah. Were you like on the fence at all? Like, were you looking forward to getting out, uh, you know, and not going from Chicago to a place colder than Chicago during your All-Star break? I mean, to be honest, when I didn't get the call the first time, you know, I just, you know, wanted to just take it as motivation and try to use it, to fuel, use it to, as fuel during the season because it's a long season in, in the NBA. So um, that, that's pretty much where I was at. And, and to be honest, towards the end of the um, first half of the season, I didn't really know what I was doing, mm. so um, I didn't plan anything. And I was talking to, um, actually, I had had dinner uh, with my um, family, and uh, they was asking me what was I doing for the All Star break, and I said like I had nothing planned, just because you know throughout the whole season, the season is so many games, so many games, and you know you're trying to win each and every day. Like, I didn't had time to actually plan yeah. to go out of town. Like I'm still trying to win games, <laughs> right? So I just let it go, and then I said once. Um, after we played against Milwaukee, I was gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then um, that same day, I got a call, and it was like, you know, you would you like to come to Utah? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I ain't had nothing planned. <laughs> That's were you, awesome, man. Were you upset that you didn't get the the call originally, or did how did you find out that you weren't gonna be playing originally? Um, 
I wouldn't say upset because, you know, nothing is given to you in, the, in this world. And, um, you know, it's the NBA. Um, it's the best of the best. So, you know, if, you know, I wasn't selected originally, I mean, all I take it as I got to work harder or do something to, to, to get better in and to show why it should be a no-brainer. But um, so that's really why I took it. I didn't take no offense to it in that aspect because at the end of the day, I can control what I can control. And um, it's on me to go out there and, and, and you know, try to accomplish anything that I want to set to accomplish. So um, I just took it as motivation, just me being a competitor to myself. But like, I wasn't, like, going around, like, like pounding anything. Like, oh, like, no. What was it like, like, playing in that game? Because watching you, just watching the game, it seemed a little – I don't. I guess the word I want to use is freer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you're out there, like the alley oops you're throwing. You know what I'm saying? The cats yeah. and the no looks, like a little more flavor, a little more style on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what's, so what's the big difference for you though when you when you're out there playing in those games? I, mean, I just I think it's about trying to get better in any game you play and trying to continue to learn. Um, that's pretty much just my mindset. You know, understanding there's always ways to get better. And um, when you're playing against, you know, the, the the top talent of your age group, you know, of your draft class and the next draft class, it always just brings a competitive nature where you just want to, you know, showcase that you, you, you know, you belong and that you, you know, you should be there. And uh, that's just pretty much how I just play. Mm. What did you think of the new format? The, this time it was, it was cool. four different teams. You were on Darren Williams' team. What was it last year? Uh, last year was just the world versus. Yeah, it was, you had, no, it was the same. Three teams. Three, teams. three teams. Right. Yeah. And this time it was the tournament. Oh, the and then they expanded it to four, the, and then right. it was a G League team, and then yeah. a draft of the NBA guys. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was cool for me because we had played two games before that, so that was a cool <laughs> format for me. But yeah. I think it was perfect. I think maybe added maybe like 10 points maybe just to get the competitiveness going earlier. Right. But overall, I think it was cool. Could you feel that, though, playing out there? Like, did you feel like it was a little more competitive than a last time? A little bit towards the end. Okay. You know, but – you know, when you're giving up layups early on, <laughs> whatever team get the most layups early on towards the end is closer to win. Right. So I just think that just make it a, about five to ten more points and then, you know, try to just make it more competitive because I think the, the, the more competitive it would be, that's really where you can, you know, see the talent because now you got to, like, you know, run a set play, run a play to, to win the game or right. rather than just getting leak outs. I think that's really where the, the competitiveness you Are you guys, like, from. writing up plays that you do, like – any sort of pregame prep with your team before you started, or was it just kind of like go out yeah, there? Yeah, it was a pretty – I mean, they just said compete. You know, they had a, a play um, drew up earlier. But, you know, just the, the human body, the, the human nature of that, that of the, the aspect of that is like, you know, we are here. It's an all-star game. So the mm -hmm. competitive nature isn't there for everyone. So it's kind of hard for coaches to really, you know, harp on that because just the, the I human pick nature. I up 94 feet. Yeah, like it's just – it's hard. <laughs> But I think that's when it comes from the competitor of yourself. You know, how, how bad mm -hmm. do you want to compete? And I think, you know, we keep harping it. I think that will be a, a very, you know, fun event in the future as it is getting more competitive. Same with the All-Star game. That will make it more competitive, I believe. Yeah. Was that your first time playing under Darren Williams? Like, as far yeah, as him yeah. being a coach and stuff like that? First time. Because I know you know him and you guys, you know, kind of know each other. Was it weird for you? Was it different for you? Or what? No, it was cool. Um, you know, anytime you, you, when you're really on the court, it's just basketball. But, right. you know, um, being around him and um, knowing you know, how much he meant just to, you know, the university I went to and just the NBA also him being, you know, a very good guard and, and being one of those big guards, uh, it was it was cool. 
don't know. He was a part of the greatest college basketball game Man. I ever saw. Yeah. yeah. That Arizona, Atlanta, Atlanta yeah, game, Atlanta. bro. Like, I remember everything about and, it. And everything. that insane comeback that they made yeah. in that game, and Darren dude. had his foot uh, fingerprints all over that comeback. Yeah. Dude, that fake and that Stick step back to the side. Yeah. That three. I'm not going to lie. I was man. hoping you were going to get drafted by Joakim because Joakim's like <laughs> all-time favorite for me. But I was like, it's okay. He's getting drafted by a fellow Illini guy. Yeah. And it's like, it made it okay. Um at, like, did you watch the actual All-Star game on Sunday night? Did you catch any of that? Nah, once I got back, I pretty much shut the TV off. Nice. Played some video games, but I, I watched some highlights of it, so I'm I could not see missing it. Much. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you, is, is that most people said it was, you know, it was so lax as far as their effort, especially guys not even pretending to play defense, that it wasn't very entertaining because it didn't seem very competitive. What What's your take on how NBA players – approach the all-star game obviously everybody's excited to go wherever all-star weekend is have a lot of fun hang out with their you know their teammates guys from other teams it is an honor to be there but in recent years it seems like these crazy no defense scores and and people aren't taking it seriously do you think the players have the right to say hey we're we're honored to be selected but we're not going to go out there and you know drive each other crazy playing full court press and stuff like that yeah i just think it's tough i mean i think it's tough because you know, you the game's on Sunday, and uh, some teams are playing today, you know. Um, a slate of teams playing today. So, you know, from Sunday to um, today is what, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Thursday. I mean, you got to get ready for the game on Wednesday. So, pretty much you got from Sunday to Tuesday. And it's just hard because at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. You know, that's what the best players of this game, you know, is determined on. Um not, you know, how many All-Star games you won. So, mm, right. you know, those those type <laughs> of players, like, um, they don't – it's just they're, they're competitors and they, they want to win. You know, they right. want to get their mind ready for after the All-Star break because at the end of the day, that's when you get judged on. So, I just think that in, in order for that to be a more competitive game, I just think that it has to be maybe the world versus the um, Team USA. Yeah. Something like that where it's really a, a bragging rights yeah, um, that uh, that that uh, um, I think spark up the All Star Weekend, right? Because the the only <coughs> bragging rights um, in the last few years has just been whether LeBron's team wins or Giannis's team wins. Exactly, it's I guess. like and who cares? Got, yeah, exactly. And you got you know other NBA players who you know they trying to get back to their team and yeah make playoff pushes and you know get not higher, get injured, not get injured, right? You know, just trying to do stuff for what they really get judged on at the end of the day. So the All Star Game and like at the end of the day. It's just tough. See, I think it's one of those things where you'll just catch lightning in the bottle one year and be like, wow, that was an incredible game. That was a great game. And you think that'll continue year after year after year. Like when they first brought this format around, mm-hmm. it worked oh perfectly. Went down to the wire. Yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah, it came down to the wire, last shot and LeBron all that stuff. And KD or whatever, right. like trapping Steph in the corner. Exactly. And everybody's like, that's it. We're fixed. It's done. And then they saw it this year and it's like, no, nah, bro, it's an all-star game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I people think complain there 25 years. They right. And I think come down just to being, you know, competitive, you know. I think like those all star games like with Al Nyerson and mm. you know, you know, those those greats, I just felt like it was a competitive nature on, you know, I wanna prove that, you know, I'm the best or, you know, I'm one of the best. I think now, not just with the all star game, but just in, in the, the, the generation that we in, it's more of a they don't have that that competitive I, that I think that 
is needed to in order to have a you know a good All Star game. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's you know who would go 100 miles an hour in an All Star game if you made one? Matt Pitt. No, well, <laughs> yes, but your new teammate Patrick Beverly. Yeah. You guys were active, changing up the roster a little bit during All Star break. Yeah. What's been? Uh, uh, first of all, did, did you have a pre existing re- relationship with him as two Chicago guys? I know Pat Bev is a West Side guy. You're a South yeah. Side guy. Um, and when you guys played the T Wolves in one of those games last year, you guys had a little bit of you know John back and forth. Um, what, what's it been like to, to welcome him in, and what do you guys? Uh, what's your the status of your relationship right now? Yeah, um, I really didn't have a. He's he's a bit older than me, so I really didn't have a um, relationship with him in that aspect. But I pre- I knew him through basketball, and um, he's a competitor. Um, you know, we talked today about thirty minutes. Just you know, like I said, he's older than me, so I just wanted to you know, really pick his brain in terms of like the past Chicago games mm-hmm. and past you know Chicago stuff like that because he. He saw the city of, um, of Chicago. He he remembered it well. So just me being from Chicago, I wanted to just you know know more about that. Um, but besides that, yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. You know, uh, like a, I, he seems like a, a very you know good vet. Um, yeah. Is he like as advertised? Because Matt and I were at that Minnesota game. Like we were sitting there, we were watching him the whole time, man. It's like he was going around the whole Bulls team, having a conversation with every single person on there. You know what I'm saying? So is he as advertised from the, those moments that you played against him? Yeah, I mean that, that's the, the, who he is. Yeah, uh, you know he just brings energy, and um, that's just that's what that is who he is. <laughs> so yeah, he comes with that. Yeah, man, it seemed like it. Was that the game where I think was it you where he like scored on you or something, hit you with the two small, yeah, and then Demar that that hit yeah. the turnaround yeah. on him and, and then hit Demar him hit him with too that. Yep. Oh, he scored on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they call oh, that, you know, Pat yeah. Bev loves doing that, you know, that too small trash talk. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, he, but it was on me. It was on you, fam. He's like six foot. <laughs> yeah. But then DeMar made this beautiful baseline fadeaway. I don't remember him scoring on me. Yeah. yeah. That's why DeMar hit him with him. that. I'm like, going to ask him, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, but it was such a great moment because it was like, yeah, yeah. DeMar's got Io's back. Right, exactly, like, exactly. Pat Bev going to try to pull that. Do you think that a guy that likes the trash talk part of it that much is, you know, here you go. <laughs> Joey pulled it up for us. Um, do you think teams need a guy like that? And has there not really been a guy like that on your team this season until Pat Ev showed up? Run that Say it one more time. I'm sorry. He's trying to look oh. at his plate. He's trying to check it out real quick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there it is. Oh, so there's hey, Pat Ev okay. on the bucket. And then he's doing the two small. And that was the first quarter. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like oh, that it was, was early. early. It was early in the game? Super early, bro. Oh, okay. Super and early. Here we go. You, you're inbounding. I remember Demar doing it. Yeah, yeah, and then Demar hits this. That's so. And then he Demar. hits him back Just, with the two small yep. turnaround jumper with two on him. That's if you look close, you can see me and Matt down. There. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you you strike me as a guy who likes to let your game do the talking. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll get animated if you make some big plays on either end and show you that emotion. I think Bulls fans love that, but Pat's and, and some guys in the NBA like him. Trash talking is on a whole other level. Yeah. Do you think that that's something a, a team that's competitive needs to have? I mean, I definitely, do, I definitely do think that because if you don't, if you don't have um, a certain type of, um, if you don't have a certain type of competitiveness, always, I think that can definitely light the team up, and that, that can definitely help. I know it will help us in a positive way. Just the, the energy he brings, I think it, it will become contagious for those guys who just naturally aren't um, energetic. You know, um, some people always, you know show their energy in different ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Pat would do a great job in, in that aspect of, you know, bringing those up who don't who lack certain energy um, in, mm-hmm. on our team. Um, and I think it will just help us overall. 
But one of the things Billy was talking about at practice is that he's, I mean, he's a fire competitor, but he's also like a very thoughtful, mm -hmm. uh, you know, good leader. And he was taking you off to the side and kind of point yeah. some stuff out. What was he saying in those moments just at practice? He was giving to know me each a, other, a defensive tip about, about how he, um, how he um, um, guards a certain coverage. So he was telling me, you know, a tip of how um, you can, you know, make it harder for the offensive um, player when they're trying to do a certain coverage. What's the coverage? I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ask. Journalism I'm doing, journal. doing secrets. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, though, man. I ain't mad at you, man. But, yeah, I, one guy who who I feel like is, is going to benefit, who I think of immediately, was like Daylon Terry. Yeah. That was one of those guys. When he came in, you know, Bulls fans have been clamoring, especially me, like, have been clamoring for him to get out there yeah. and play. And – the play that comes to mind when I think of him is when he made that defensive stop and he hits his head on the stand because he was just so charged. Yeah. Like, is that Daylon Taylor? Like, is that, like, really who he is? Like, that? Yeah. That's who he is right there, right? Yeah, that's who he is. You know, he's, he's just genuine. Um, he, he just comes with lots of energy. He, he wants to play. and He wants to, you know, get out there on the court. So, when he goes out there, he's, he's giving it his all. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely him. That's not a, um, a fake or anything it's not like an act. that. It's not an act. No, man. That's I who love he it. is. I love it. Do you see Pat Bev's arrival as – internal competition while also being a guy who can play minutes and help the team because I'm not sure if you you know watched his pod where he kind of was talking about the decision to come to Chicago he said you know Bulls maybe thought about the Warriors you mentioned the fact that the Warriors were really deep in the backcourt and so it sounds from Papa's perspective like he's expecting to come here get minutes and help this team right the ship and, and make a playoff push uh, yeah. down the stretch here how do you t see that from your perspective as a guy who's playing you know in the same part of the court where Pat Bev plays. Yeah, I mean, I just think that at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, whenever you're out there just trying to compete, you know, um, at the end of the day, we were two games out of the play-in mm -hmm. spot. So we all trying to have one common goal, and that's to try to, you know, win as many games as possible to get back in the playoffs. And then, you know, who's up, who, whoever is out there, you know, they're going to um, give it their all because we know we have no room for error, and uh, we, we can't afford to – um, to mess up, but of course, always competition always brings the best out of anybody who's a competitor, and definitely, you know, which is myself. So I, th I definitely do think that um, that'll push me in that aspect. But th at the same time, um, we all as one, and we all want to, you know, try to make a playoff push because we know we prove we could, um, we can compete with the top team. So, so yeah, that's pretty much where we stand in that aspect. Where I stand in that aspect. Where? So. Obviously, the first half of the season didn't go like how uh, you and any of us thought it would go or planned it to go. You know what I mean? You wanted to be a little bit better. But like you said, you guys are two games, you know, from the play-in. So going into the second half of the season, man, like what, what is the focus? I guess I asked you in particular, what, what is the focus for you, like coming into the second half of the season? So, you know, just to pretty much go out there and leave it out there on the court. And um, that's all we can do. Um, we got to take it one game at a time. and um, We have to be very, you know, efficient. Um, we have to play desperate, and uh, we have to, you know, play with a, um, a fire lit under us because that's the only way that, you know, everyone would succeed. You know, when you're, when you're winning, everyone looks good. Everyone mm -hmm. succeeds when you're losing. You know, everyone looks bad. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, um, I know that, you know, me personally, that what I could bring to this team and I, what I will bring to this team and and just trying to continue to get better and try to continue to, to, to lock in each and every game and try to, you know, take in one game at a time. 
Uh, Dave, you wanted to ask Guy a little oh. bit about his uh, his acting career acting that's blossoming, chops, right? So, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we first of all, we see you on commercials all the time. Yeah, I told him we were going to play a drinking game here for every time we saw a commercial. <laughs> yeah. we, we wouldn't have made it through the first half, okay? Uh, like, you were always yeah. doing your commercials Free and doing game, the Howard Ankin. Dude, <laughs> my man be on it, man. The Zennies, all that, man. But I saw you on Southside. You yeah. know what I mean? I saw your your... Acting was that your acting debut? Yeah, acting debut on Southside, and, and you got that joke. For people who haven't seen it, uh, just check out this clip here of Ayo Desumu season three of Southside on HBO Max. Hey. <laughs> Throw it in the chair. There you go. There you go. So Io's line, which was delivered perfectly, was they're talking about ordering P tills, mm -hmm. and you say, "I left my wallet in the car," because they say, got "Hey, it. you got you got Mr. Moneybags. You should pay for it." I got it. I ain't got it, man. I'm light. <laughs> how many how many takes did you did you need <laughs> to do to get that right? Were you was that like a whole day of shooting, or were you just popping in and out? Uh, man, I'm quick, man. Yeah. About <laughs> Twenty minutes. It's a few minutes. It, did it did it give you like kind of the acting bug? Like, man, I want to do cool. this more. It was cool, definitely. Uh -huh. Did did they approach you to say, hey, do you want to come be like make a cameo playing yourself in the scene, or were you a fan of the show before? Yeah, I watched the show before. But, yeah, um, yeah, I was. They, they asked me, and I accepted it. Quick, it was it was yeah. fun. Great opportunity, y'all think? And I mean, it was just a yeah, it was just fun. What was it like being on set? Like, were you was the first first time you've done anything like that? Yeah, it was cool because you know you see you see a lot of other athletes do that and then succeed in that and. Um, it was just fun to get out there and just, you know, sometimes get out of your comfort zone and, yeah. you know, understand, you know, how other people are, are great and in, in, in what they do. And um, it just it just showed that. Did you get a chance to talk to Bashir and everything like that? Yeah, I, talk, I okay. had a chance to talk to him. I, yeah. I had a chance to pretty much talk to a lot of people people there and, and pick their brains, and it was fun. Okay. Because I know when we, uh, we interviewed him years back, yeah, uh, like right pod. before Southside had yeah. really kicked yeah, off. Yeah, it was like season one was about to right, debut. Right, yeah. right. And and one thing he did, he mentioned like just how huge of a Bulls fan he was, you yeah. know what I'm saying, or is with the team. So when we heard you were on there, I immediately went back to that. Oh, man, he's not lying. Like, dude, he <laughs> loves the Bulls, like, yeah. for real. And I thought it was just a perfect fit, man, having you on, bro. You did a great job. And it, it's it. cool that uh, – it, it, it wasn't the first time there's been something Bulls related in that show right, because correct. of this year's fandom. I, I don't know if you watched, but, uh, the, you know, one of the police officers who it's like, he's That's like, Bashir. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He's like testifying and talking about yeah. old Bulls jerseys and whether yeah. or not they were legit or like they were, you know, counterfeit, like fake Bulls jerseys. Right. He's talking about a Bill Cartwright jersey. Right. He's uh, like, it ain't nobody got a Bill Cartwright jersey. jersey. Right. He's like, yeah. nobody got that jersey, man. That's how I knew it was fake, officer. So, so what do you think? Like as, as you progress through your NBA season and, and multiple uh, seasons in career, so like okay, part time basketball player, part time actor. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say I want to. Uh, I say I probably still I'm still a full time basketball player full time, but I do like you know some uh, forms of acting, mm -hmm. um, streaming, something like that. I could see myself getting to down the line, mm -hmm. podcasting a little bit. Not yet. I, I, I don't I don't think I'll do a podcast while I'm playing. Mm -hmm. I mean that's. 
that's just me personally. I think that's more of when you finish playing. Take away the focus. Yeah, it's exactly. It okay. takes away a lot of the focus. But I think streaming, you know, while I'm playing the game, I think that would be cool because, I'm, you know, I'm, I'd be streaming while I'm doing right. something else. I like that. Do you ever let yourself on cheat days get Portillo's? I, I, I like the bed scene that talked about Portillo's. <laughs> yeah. I What's the go-to order for you, man? I just had a chicken sandwich. That's so, all. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Chicken sandwich? Chicken, yeah, chicken sandwich, uh-huh. cheese. Yeah. That's better than a fish sandwich. Uh-huh. This dude no, has no, the no. weirdest Portillo's order beef. ever. He got the beef, beef Hey, yeah. you know what? I'm going to let I order what he wants. Okay. He like <laughs> He's out there trying to win games for us <laughs> Bulls fans yeah. every night. If he wants to that's eat a little yeah. healthier off the Pete menu, that's okay with that's me. Fair. I can't eat healthier? <laughs> I can't do it? You don't care about my just, life? No. I got the dribble to care about my life? That's messed up, brother. <laughs> I want he you said, oh, to yeah. eat unhealthy like me, like the dude in the in the scene. Do double dip, double yeah, dip. double dip that beef sandwich. Immediately when I saw that scene, though, it reminded me of the debacle that was on the show. <laughs> I, yo, you missed the debacle, brother. What happened? This guy and this guy right here. They got Our producer it. Joey ordered Portillos to be delivered <laughs> to the off studio the for a uh, game night. You know, we're here doing pregame and postgame, and did not think to ask around if anyone else would like to jump in on his Portillo's delivery. I, and he myself? knows how much I love Portillo's. You got a mic, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on. Not on. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Right. He learned his lesson. He's not cowering on this one, people. Joey's trying to defend himself. He's trying to defend himself. But he has himself. no Mine leg in the to stand sand. on. No. How you feel? Ayo, is that proper etiquette? Or nah, he's he supposed like? to ask around. He, he, he wrong for that. Ayo's <laughs> on my side. That means I officially win this argument, yeah, Joe. Yeah, honestly, wrong. that's he wrong for that. <laughs> that's a stamp, brother. I'm wrong. I'll take it. He'll take it. Yeah. See, yeah. now he's scared to eat Portillo's now. Because, dude, yeah. Matt went in on the floor. He's supposed to be like, anybody want some? Yeah, dude. Well, I had it last night in my own home. I had to ask Matt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you could have sent a delivery my way also, but I, you know, I didn't yell at you for that. He actually thought That's about it. One. That's the funny part. He really did think about it, dog. That's what you did to this young man. I'm proud of you. He deserved it. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so messed up. Joey P. Tills. So, Io, uh, before we let you go, just kind of round things out. You guys have been at, you know, back at practice, back together for the last couple of days. Is there a different energy mm. over the last couple of days with you and your teammates? Because, you know, to, to be honest, you guys came into the All-Star break really struggling. I think, what, a five or six-game skid? Mm-hmm. And hopefully the break, you all go your separate ways, take a breath, get some rest, come back, refocus. Does it feel like there's a new energy now and, and refocus for the last, you know, the last playoff push of the season? Definitely. Um, that's, you know, as any anybody on the team, I think that's just self-explanatory, just understanding the sense of urgency that we have to play with and, you know, where we at, we have to continue to, to get better. Um, but on the bright side last year, we got the opposite. You know, we was, you know, tied with Miami for the first seed. Right. And we, you know, finished, dropped all the way down to the sixth seed, hanging on for the sixth seed. So mm-hmm. it's possible. It's all about just us, like I said, taking it one game at a time. It starts tomorrow with Brooklyn. And um, just going out there and just playing each and every game with that um, sense of um, um, being desperate and um, having that sense of urgency to understand that, you know, every game from now on is pretty much like a, a playoff game mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, and DeMar said something similar, I think, at every practice. Every game is game seven. Every game is, yeah, win or go home yeah. at this point. Uh, well, we know you need to get your rest. First game back post-All-Star break tomorrow night. You guys are taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, everybody, 
Throw some thumbs ups, some likes appreciate our way to show our guy Io Desumu some love. Io, always a pleasure Dude. when you stop by and appreciate hang out with us, man. We appreciate man. it. Thank Good you. luck to you and your teammates the rest of the season. Bulls, Bulls fans are rooting for you guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. It's Io Desumu, son. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Come on, man. Tell Pat Pep to light some fires, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You say oh, you're wrong, too. <laughs> hey, man. Say so you say you're wrong, dude. Say so you're wrong. Man. Argument settled. You're done. I'll take my side. More than more than arguing, Joey. More than any kind of argument. Matt loves arguing, but more than arguing, he loves being right. <laughs> more than me. arguing, he loves that more, <laughs> sir. But it's all right. It's all right, Joey. I'm with you. I understood. He made his mistake. He won't live it again. He will not do it again. I don't think that will ever happen again. I don't either, man. Io's dad is now in the background. (laughs) He ordered for himself? He didn't tell anybody? (laughs) All right. Yeah. So I got got Io on my team. Joey's walking off the set. I got Io's pops on my team. (laughs) Look at Joey, dude. He's pleading his case. I wish we could turn the camera around right now. Dude, this would be awesome. I kind of want to see this, man. Look at Joey. Look at him. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to get this on. I like this. get this video. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's how it's done, baby. <laughs> no, it's all right, Joey. Just hit you with the etiquette. That's if all, you, brother. If you go. I, I was dad said... Sometimes when he only has food for himself, he just eats it in the car before he comes in the house. To <laughs> taking a page, I'm taking situation. a page out of Mr. Desumu's book next downstairs. time. That's I don't. Right. But then you like you can't hide it because of the smell. Yeah, well, like, Matt Peck is a blood. What are we talking about here? No, he's a bloodhound when it comes to Portillo. So if Joey even eats it downstairs, if Joey if walks past in, me after his yes, meal, yes, I would smell. Would immediately the, smell it. I love this comment you from you, Rob. Immediately smell it. What are you ah! talking about the mic? <laughs> I don't think There's my hat throw. I don't think that was deserving of a hat throw, Joe. Because yeah, I don't you know have either, been Joe. told by several people now that you are in the wrong. Yeah. You got told by an NBA player and yeah. his dad that you were incorrect. And his dad. <laughs> yeah. I win. Sorry, right. we still I love win. you though, Joe. It's fine. We still love you, man. That's in a right. way, in a way, I think Io's dad sort of told me I was right. I just handled it wrong. In a way, he told. <laughs> he said it's not if you wrong. Be sneaky point. about it. Be sneakier about it. Correct. Right. So gonna, I'll take it. I guess it's a learning victory from this. Just, it's just a learning experience. Young Joey's learning learning life face. lessons everywhere he goes. Just staring you. It's a learning experience, and also, hey, let's not forget that Matt got his Portillos last that night. He did. I was just about to mention that. Thank you. Joey and Jake worked together yeah. to bring me Portillo's as we were wrapping up post game. They did that. I then took home and devoured, and I appreciate it. And then didn't get me anything though. Yeah, but you know it's all good. You know what I mean? Like it's just all about you know. And then and then I and then I offered to get Joseph and myself some pizza on our, our next game night. And you did. did, and the you pizza did. box has been there like <laughs> until like yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> just it just went away. I was going for. I figured somebody else would finish the pizza. Fourteen inch stockyard. Fourteen inch stockyard. What? That's the Matt and Joey. Friendship, friendship pizza, the, the peace uh, treaty like pizza. <laughs> All right, uh, now that we have seen our pal Io away, we got to take a quick break for some ad reads, and when yeah. we come back, we'll continue talking about what the Bulls have been doing and saying as they have been reconvened, uh, reconvened here at the tail end of 
all-star break. We got mm-hmm. some Billy Donovan quotes. We got some DeMar DeRozan quotes. Mm-hmm. That's coming up next after the break. Big Dave, yes. who is our first wonderful sponsor today? The one that we all love is that Island of Goose, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. You see it right there, sitting right there, looking all beautiful. All of them right there, from the Weed Ale to the Blackhawks one to the Beers Tall Can with the City Edition joint. And, of course, Matt, doing anything? Uh, no plans. No plans. Yeah, no plans. It's got nothing to do. It's got no plans. Sadly, there are no no plans in our fridge right Sadly, now. Sadly, there are no plans in this fridge. I have to go get some myself. <laughs> now, in this fridge here, there are no plans. You come to my house, sir. No plans. Well, you got no plans. I got no plans, sir. Got no plans. And you can have no plans as well, man. Delicious beer. Also, they got that Christmas IPA, that Beer Hug IPA series, that Green Line, and, of course, that Matilda for you fancy people out there like myself. Beer, beer kind of sewer over here. So, Goose Island also has those two locations. You can go and get this right out the tap. You can grab a beer right now from those innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton. Or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House. And that is 1800 North Clybourne for reservations and to pick up. Go to gooseisland.com slash locations. That's gooseisland.com slash locations. Because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, the true taste of Chicago. Mm, my goodness. Like that one? I haven't had a no plans like in like a oh, week. I gotta, I gotta get on that. What really? Well, yeah. Well, I was in Texas for oh, like point. four or yeah. five of those days. But yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have that down there. Yeah, that's true. Do you have uh, a Shiner Bach? Shiner Bach. I man, I ain't had that in a while. Like Shiner Bach. They're okay. They're solid. Yeah. They're solid. You know what else is solid? Tell me. Winning money on DraftKings. That is solid. Oh, Joey no, did it. DraftKings NBA no sweat same game parlays where if your parlay doesn't hit, you get a free bonus bet back. Yeah. Incredible deal. Plus, there is the offer for new DraftKings Sportsbook users. If using promo code CHGO at sign up to get a, make a $5 bet on any NBA game, any NBA action, and mm-hmm. get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Yes. Bet five to get 200 Yes. Incredible deal, but only with that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Io mentioned it just a few minutes ago, guys. What's NBA it? action picks back up tonight. Tonight. We, until like late June, we now just get basketball all the time oh. for the next few months. It's going to oh, be great. Love Talking that. My language. Love that for us. I mean, yes. take your pick at this late. Dude, you know what I'm excited for tomorrow night, talk, honestly? Talk to me slow. Uh, or I mean tonight. Bulls, Bulls Nets. Nugget, oh, nuggets Cavs. Mm. Dude, that's a matchup. Mm. Throw some bets down on Nuggets Cavs on DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it. With promo code CHGO, one more Do time, it. that amazing offer of a $5 bet on any NBA action, and you will get $200 in bonus bets instantly, only with that promo code CHGO at sign up. <laughs> that was for you and Joey. Everybody in the mention says, can you do some for me? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, that was inside. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, my God. I didn't notice that, though. That's a great picture, though. That was a great picture you took, honestly. I appreciate I, it. I, I, well, would you picture. like to share with the class? It yeah, was a great can, picture that he took of Patrick Beverly. Pa- uh, you can show on my Twitter. It's a Pat- Patrick Beverly picture. Yeah. It's a and, great uh, photo, man. I captioned it for you and Dave. It's a great photo, man. It's a great photo. Oh, the one of him wearing his new fresh 21 jersey wearing today? Fresh 21. Hey, come hey, on in, coach. Right. Let's see that right there. I'm Jake. Lenny and everybody, bringing us some freshly signed IO gear. 
Love that. that. Fresh signed IO stuff right now there. Now I can't mess around with that ball anymore, though. It's like. It's cool. We, got, memorabilia. we got another We literally ball. have another one, man. Yeah, I know. I just like practicing my. Yeah, look at that. Performance. First well of all, done. that picture he took is amazing. Like, Will, look, Will looks like he should be paid for that, honestly. That was a great photo. Somebody wants to pay me for that, they're but, more than welcome. But the 21, yes, 21. 21 so, Joey. <laughs> 21. What, so what was the, the caption just said 21? What, what's up? Because we were calling him uh, Joey 21 Joey. It's, it's a <laughs> 21 Joey. It's a rapper. It's a rapper Matt. 21 Savage. Who, who was at the All-Star 21. game, who I bumped he was. shoulders with. Sure. Oh, you bumped shoulders with That's cool. That was oh. a flex right He's, there. That is a flex. That was a flex. Um, well done. Before we move on to Bull stuff, because you just mentioned it, the All-Star Game halftime show, <laughs> oh my God, 45 minutes too long. Yes. What well, the hell are you doing? Listen, it was this so long. This ain't the Super Bowl. This is an All-Star Game. It was so long. I man. grew a gray beard <laughs> while I was waiting for that third quarter to start. Holy that shit. That is the single most Matt Peck line you'll ever hear. <laughs> Not just a what? beard. A gray beard. And they it also was too had long. I grew a gray beard. Before the game started. <laughs> They had musical acts before the game. They did. Why do you need a halftime show that long? The whole thing was like the Post Malone. Really? Uh, And and then like LeBron and and Kareem and Carl, the three highest scorers. Also, Carl Carl Malone? (laughs) Carl Malone? It's a half. NBA, get your shit together. My God. Why (laughs) did we watch that? Why? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I literally turned Why did we wait for that to happen <laughs> before getting to Burn watch Boy the was, second half of the Burn All-Star Boy game? Nice. Burner Boy is nice. always nice. And Burner Boy is always nice. Tim's always good, dope, too. It was long, but it was a good yeah. concert. Those yeah, are good, good artists. Those are yeah, really good really artists, man. Could have you know done without that. Except for Post Malone. But those are really good artists, Thanks, man. Joseph. Those I love you. Shout out to those who like Post Malone. Shout out to y'all. Sure. He's rich for some reason. Somebody likes it. Somebody likes it. Somebody likes it, man. 21. Just shorten up. Not you, Big Dave. You don't like him. Say it again. You don't like Post Malone? I've never been, not since White Iverson. I, I feel like I should, but yeah. I just don't. Yeah. All right, White Iverson, that was it for me. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I think I thought I got it all right there. I was like, I don't think it's going to top this, and I don't think it has. Sunflower, I thought, was a solid song, but I know that's not his. That's Sway Lee's. Like, so I knew it wasn't his. I know I'm speaking French to Matt right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that wasn't his, man. So. Sounds like Should a we teacher go back to France. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we got, a, we got a super chat from our guy AK in the comments. Shout out to AK. Appreciate you hanging out with us. And appreciate your super chats always. We said, Pat Bev, Impact may not only pay dividends in the box score, but also much uh, were a voice of leadership in the locker room. A lack of that vocal leader since departure of Thad, which I'm guessing you also caught, uh, AK. That's the exact same thing Zach Levine it said It is the exact other day. same thing Zach said, we have not had a Shout vocal out. leader on this team like Pat Bev and the way he leads – since Thad Young left. And I never thought of Thad Young as a vocal leader until Zach Levine said but that. Like, that was his line. vet all the way back when Zach was yep. a rook in Minnesota. Yep, sure was. We always have known that Zach has that extra level of appreciation That's and respect correct. for Thad Young. Um, but he has that. But now I'm getting that villainous yeah. fire. You know, Thad seems like he's fire, mm-hmm. but it's kind of contained. Right. He ain't no containing this one. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, this one's going. This one's raging right here. And I, and I, I can't absolutely wait to see agree it. with what AK said. Like, mm-hmm. I think... This is the kind of thing, and it's similar to the impact Lonzo had and yes. why losing him Stinks. affected this team so much. I think that kind of thing goes beyond just, like, quality of player on the floor. Like, th- I think that has a domino effect on everything else that happens. Mm. I think he really actually will help. I know it's, like, taboo to say that somebody on the buyout market might help a team. But, like, <laughs> he, taboo. He, he, I think he actually 
fills a huge need and something that could really cascade um, along the lineup. And it's the same thing with Lonzo. I was listening to Zach Lowe's pod today Flex. with Ohm, and um, they were talking about Lonzo and his effect on the Bulls and how Zach always says, like, Lonzo's never been an all-star. He's never going to be an all-star. He's a great player, but, like, he should not affect this team so much to where they, they're dropping 20, 20 wins in a season. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that's all true, but I think the impact that he has, and, again, same thing that I think Patrick Beverly will bring, mm-hmm. is so much greater than just Lonzo can shoot threes and defend. Yeah. And it's like the it's, – it's greater than the sum of its parts. That's really the only other way to say it. Yeah, I, I never liked when people say things like that. Like, it shouldn't impact it. Like – I, I never like it because I'm like, well, that's your opinion from the outside in. Maybe on paper, it shouldn't feel like that to you. Exactly. But to the on team, paper. obviously, it impacts them. It means something to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's not sexy with it. You know, he's not going to the All-Star game with these things. But obviously, he is that damn Patrick important Patrick Beverly is not going to let you come out flat in a second half. It ain't happening. That's I was just saying that yesterday. Like, regardless of win or lose, I don't know if what it will affect that way. But I know it's going to be effort they every single night. Rolled. They have no mm-hmm. chance. Because they just... I mean, I don't say they don't care, but they come out with a what appears to be a serious lack of effort and yes. interest. Right. And I just I think, and that's what that's what causes these ten to fifteen point slides right. or runs for the other team. I don't think you're going to see. I mean, maybe they will because I don't think Patrick Beverly is like that much of an impact player. Well, and he doesn't necessarily think, solve the offensive part of those. 10, 15, 20 0 runs that, that opponents take on the Bulls because he's not going to fix their offense. No, but I'll tell you what, it does stop. It does stop the fact that when that happens, the Bulls lay down for the rest of the game. Yeah. Exactly. It stops that. You know what I'm saying? That aspect of it because he's not going to allow that to happen to the team. Like, okay, right. we down. So what? Let's when we see the Bulls make a comeback, we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> what, what's happening? Um, what's happening? But to AK's <laughs> comment about Pat Bev not just contributing on the court, but with leadership, and you know, you were talking with Io about it just a few minutes ago about, we about what Io. he could do with Dale and Terry, yeah. maybe uh, two guys of similar frame of mind and intensity. <laughs> um, Billy Donovan was talking about that too at, at one of their post-All-Star break practices. Joey, do we have that quote from Billy that we could throw up there? Um talking about what Pep Ev can give to these young guys. I love Joey's graphics. I think for some of our young guys, even on the perimeter, guys like Ayo and Patrick and Kobe that are earlier in their careers, I think he can give them a lot of good tips and clues in terms of guarding different people. I think there's a lot of things he can bring to the table besides what he does in between the lines. Um, I think that was just one of many glowing comments that Billy has had about Pat Bev since his arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was just saying, like, yeah, man, like, I talked to him for a solid half hour of practice today. Mm-hmm. I think the Bull posted a video of him kind of like the Io and Pat Bev, and it looked like Pat Bev was teaching. It was a yeah. teaching moment. Yeah. Um, if, he, if he can bring that in some way that is supplemental or different from mm-hmm. the leadership of DeMar DeRozan, for example, yeah. Yeah. all the better, right? Yeah, definitely all the better. And, and let me ask, uh, Will, well, you, you had practice today, right? I was. Okay, so obviously you got to see it, you know what I'm saying, up close in person. What, what was your kind of takeaway from watching Pat Bev? Well, we didn't get to see him play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can just tell, like, the – the influence that he's going to have on, I think, this team and the young players specifically as a competitor. Like, I was kind of talking about it. Um, I think they, like you said, they just get steamrolled and they come out flat and, like, he's just not going to let that happen. And the other thing is, I think he actually does help the offense. Like, he, over the last three months, I was just doing some, uh, looking up some numbers here. 
He is 44 of his last 111 threes. That's 39.6% on 3.7 threes per game. Like, that is, that's like the third best three-point shooter or second yeah, best three-point shooter. It's about double the Bulls' three-point percentage in their last six games before the All-Star break. Like, that's not it. He's going to... Yeah. He's going to make shots and stretch out the floor, and that's going to have a huge impact on, oh, now DeMar has a little bit more space to get yeah. to his side. And, you know, he was talking about the status of his injury and his hip um, and how he's feeling a little springier, mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully that stays the case. But yeah. I just – and then you look at it from the other perspective of the Bulls have like eight or nine guys that, that can actually play basketball. Mm-hmm. They're never, they weren't playing Tony Bradley. They weren't playing um, – you know, mm. whoever else. And, like, that's just another roster spot where you can actually play a guy. So if whoever doesn't bring it that one night, go, go on. sit down. Yeah. And and what I do like Will, is I think now with Caruso, they can form, like, the most annoying court, <laughs> an annoying backcourt yeah. in the NBA. And what that happened when the Bulls had two incredibly elite point-of-attack defenders they last year? They were really good. And then throwing Io in that bunch right there with it. Like they're, and they're already the seventh. I on. think this is a little fluky, but they're the seventh best defensive team in the league right now. So wild. So which wild. is wild. So, yeah, adding and Pat Bev to that doesn't hurt. There's no way that hurts yeah. your defense. Doesn't hurt at all. Again, man. I don't think Patrick Beverly is an all-star player. I don't think he's, like, an all-defensive team player anymore right. at this point in his career. Right. But there's no way that, the, at the very least, that does this doesn't, like, help you from a depth standpoint and, and a wide-open three-point shooting standpoint. Right. And I'm not asking him to do it for 82 games. You know what I mean? You only ask him to do it for a handful of games. I'm only saying that because of the age that he is and how long he's been in the league. And watching him talk about this Mm -hmm. and talk about his excitement level for joining the Bulls, just any team I think that, like, is in this position where he can, like, be an impact player and get you to the playoffs, I Mm -hmm. think he relishes that opportunity. But you factor in the hometown playing for the Bulls, team he grew up rooting for, he seems so excited mm. and like that his energy is already impossible to contain, but I just think it's going to be ratcheted up that much higher because he just, I think this is like what he feels like he's here to do on this earth, you know, is like mm. get the bulls to the playoffs. <laughs> Playing Pat, baby. Playing oh, Pat. Man. As Come far on. as how Bulls fans feel about Pebbe's arrival, I like this comment from uh, our friend Renewable and Rechargeable Review, who said, mm-hmm. "A toy from the Goodwill to a poor kid is still a new toy." Come on and talk. So that. Bulls fans are the poor kid, and Pebbe yeah. is the, the, the Goodwill toy. It's the Goodwill toy, man. A lot of good toys down there. A lot of good toys Ooh. down there, ladies and gentlemen. You can Go find on. some gems. Come on, man. You'll find it. Uh, Look at my man Bruno. Uh, another. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, Matt. Look at him, Matt. Took legend. the legend stuff. 20- Look. I'm sure he already cleared it with him the same way that Malcolm Hill cleared that number also with the legend. So it's all right. It's only right. Doesn't it look correct on him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks just right being on Pat Bev. That's his number. That was one of my concerns when they got him. I was like, well, Malcolm Hill wears that number. How's he going to wear it? Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it was like, goodbye. And, and I do, I do want to say, Malcolm Hill was great guy so nice yeah, yeah. great he guy was like I, I, I almost asked io about it because you know they're they're u of i buddies and right, i like right. i didn't want to strike a chord you know in a way that made io sad or uncomfortable or anything but it's part, part of the league part that of the dude, business it is that dude is just one of the few guys in the league who will like come up and ask you how you're doing mm. who will like go out of his way to have like a actual conversation and mm. not just give you sort of like short coach speak answers um he works really hard i'm i'm really 
hoping he lands somewhere. I, I am too, play. man, because I definitely wanted to see him get time here because like, he was a three-point shooter. Yeah. So I wanted to see him get some time here too, man. But like you said, that's the business, man. I'll never forgive him for that night. You'll, ne- <laughs> you'll never forgive Malcolm Hill. Ruined my freaking party. Oh, this is what gambling can do. Sometimes. It's true. Uh, I have one thing I wanted to say from earlier. Mm-hmm. When you said you wanted to ask Io about Malcolm Hill, but you didn't know if you should, Chocolate Salty Bulls earlier said, now that he is no longer with the team, can Io share the locker room reaction to Stephen Adams removing Ooh. Tony Bradley from the court? Ooh. Man. I, wish I, I don't think Io would have given a comment, but no. I would have loved to have asked. Tony Bradley say, is gone as of two days ago. I don't think Io's going to throw him under the bus. Right. I got to say, I think we probably make more of a deal about that than the Bulls players do. Yeah. yeah. That's for me. That'd like, be, yeah. That would be a guess. But it was that's an fine. absolutely was legendary moment that – we will not soon forget. No. But maybe I'll ask off the record and see what they yeah, say. Don't make me remember. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what's a quick way to forget and change the subject? Tell the fine people out there about the fine products at FOCO, Dave. You know what, Matt? Sometimes your segues are just on par and brilliant. So oh, well, thank you. That's what you do. FOCO! Got to do something useful around here. Hey, he's got to do something. <laughs> not just a hat rack, ladies and gents. <laughs> Chicago. You've already got the best coverage of your favorite teams. I just told you all that. You just saw Ayo Sumo sitting in that chair over there. He, he autographed this. Okay, this is autographed by him. Oh. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. I'm talking about FOCO. They got you covered oh, from Soldier Field to the living room, north side to the south side, with the hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. Get decked out like Damar <laughs> with apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles. Who that is? It's FOCO. Mm-mm. Looking for that perfect gift for that football fan in your life, are you? Well, then Foco's got you covered with them hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Mm. I don't know why breeze are whispering, but, you know, whispering wind. That's why. There it is. Answer my own question. Bing, bing, bing. Pew. Pew. <laughs> we share a brain. <laughs> Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale <laughs> items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off because it's FOCO. Oh, show. Faux damn show. Sorry, I jumped in there. No, Ooh. it's all right. I thought it went well. You Utah, Always man. jump. I thought it, it went, went really well. well. Always jump in there, goat. Get that. Um, <laughs> real quick, wanted to first thank everybody who came and hung out with us for our first show hey, Bowl Diehards Happy Hour. <laughs> One of the exclusive... Exclusive. Fun things that we do. One exclusive. of the exclusive perks of becoming a CHGO diehard, mm-hmm. in addition to getting a dope-ass exclusive hoodie like this that has the diehard patch on that it. That one. We're wearing that today after our fun happy hour last night. Mm-hmm. We started talking about Triscuits versus Wheat Thins. We did. And then we ended up having a very nuanced conversation about what the hell the Bulls do now. We did. And it was a lot of fun. Shout out to some of our regulars who were there with us. Yeah, that Bulls, was fun. Troy, yep. uh, Austin, Gus. Parra Jr., who's Gus always G. been hanging out in the comments with us here. Uh, our guy, Salim. Yep. It was, oh, it was yeah. fun, man. Was it was Barton. Barton, who is... Barton uh, I credit Shaw. Barton Shaw with... Um, his comment was the led to the original besmirched argument, mm-hmm. and so that's always what I remember oh. when I see him in the comments. <laughs> that's a throwback. At this Clearly, point. that that <laughs> scar still lingers in the back of Joey's mind. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. We can't wait to do another one. If you want to join in on those virtual happy hours, become a diehard if you aren't already. You get amazing perks of all kinds of other extra content. The best of the best content that's behind our paywall. You get discounts every time you shop at our merch locker, allchgo.com. 20% off every time you shop. Uh, exclusive items in that merch locker. Mm-hmm. Discounts to all of our events, the takeovers, the tailgates, all that jazz. Um, 
So become a diehard and join us for our next happy hour. Also on deck, we've got another event. We're going to do a watch party, a hangout, hangout. at PB&J, the awesome pizza bar here, uh, up and over a few blocks in the West Loop on Wednesday of next week. We got Bulls playing the Pistons in Detroit, 6 p.m. tip-off. We will be there starting at 6 to watch that game. All are welcome to come hang out with us. It is a free open event. There is an Eventbrite site uh, for the event if you want to RSVP to it, but yeah. that's where we will be next Wednesday hanging out. Yes. So come hang out with us. Can't wait to do this, man. I always like doing that, hanging out with the fans, watching the game, and then playing the Pistons. So hopefully the Bulls get that win, man. Watching the Bulls games with friends? Yes, and you. It was right there. Bro. It was right there. It was low hanging. Literally, it was right fruit. there. Very low hanging, sir. I promise I, I will uh, abstain from doing that in, in the future. But I had to take a shot. I missed you. Okay. That's all uh, <laughs> as That's all you see, our fine producer and friend Joseph Spath has put the link is. to become a diehard in that chat if you haven't become a diehard yet. Um, all right, guys, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, I kind of mentioned it when we were chatting with Io, but I wanted to show this exact quote from DeMar okay. um, at practice today. Will, you were there. He was talking about how the Bulls could maybe pull themselves out of this funk. And he said, we got to stop talking. We're right there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we got to treat every game like win or go home because Lord knows I don't want to go home. Mm. Damn. Demar has a way with words, man. <laughs> Demar truly does have a way with words, yeah, and man. this one wasn't necessarily his usual. Like, I'm gonna make some weird out of left field metaphor to describe to y'all what we're going through right, right now. It was just, hey, this is what it is. We're treating every game like it's essentially a game seven, a winner go home game, because we're on a six game skid. We're two games out of the play in, and as much as some Bulls fans might be hitting that blow it up, blow it up. Well, too late to like, you know, as far as like change the roster, blow it up, but mm -hmm. steer towards the tank yeah. for these final 20-some games. Nobody in that locker room, nobody in that building is thinking that. Well, clearly, I mean, you, uh, like how you said that about tomorrow, all I was thinking about was that you cut me to my core, Baxter. Like, that's all I was thinking. You know <laughs> But, dude, like, core of me, Baxter. Like, like, to, like, obviously, they are not thinking about it because you went and got Patrick Beverly. Because when you go get Patrick Beverly, you're trying to go to the playoffs. It's what he does. So, yeah, the Bulls are not on that train. I'm not on that train uh, either. I want to go to the playoffs. Like, it's the gold. It's the one they've had from the jump. I want to see them complete their goal. That's what I want to see. That's the goal, and then let's see what they have behind that. But, yes, I don't want to go home either. I want to watch playoff basketball. I mean, I like watching the Bulls in the playoffs, dog. It's, I miss it. So, yes, put me back there. Hopefully they can start it off on Friday against the Nets, man. Like you said, only a couple games back. They got an opportunity to do it. It's not, you know, insurmountable or anything like that. They yeah. definitely have an opportunity to do it. Let's see what happens, man. They've got, I think, an eight-game stretch here where coming out of the, the break, they really need to make up some ground. And mm -hmm. you've heard this yes. trope. Yes. Like every <laughs> single eight-game stretch that Correct. we've had this season. But, like, Correct. the schedule gets really tough after that. So you've got Brooklyn tomorrow, mm -hmm. Washington, which is going to be like – That's a tough game. I mean, game. DeMar said – treat every game like a game yeah, seven. they're trying like, to go to the playoffs too. The Washington Wizards are one spot ahead mm -hmm. of the Bulls. They are two games out of that 10 spot. They, they need to win they're that They're trying game. to go too, man. That is a must-win game. You've got Toronto, which is another play-in, um, you know, potential play-in team. Mm -hmm. You've got Detroit, got to be a win. Then you see Kevin Durant in Phoenix next Friday. Oh. And then you see 
Indiana again, who has socked you in the face twice with 20-win comebacks. Sock it to me. And then you've got Jokic, and then you've got the, the Rockets who beat them earlier this year. Like, they have to pick up wins here. And people say, like, oh, they've got, you know, a favorable schedule. They've got these below 500 teams. This team doesn't operate that way. They mm-hmm. just have to win each game that's in front of them. But they got to start doing it now because after that, it's like Philly, Philly, Miami, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, Grizzlies. I mean, it just Mavs, Hawks. Like these games are going to be really, really tough, and they need to make up ground. Um, I, Mark, and I talked about it last week or earlier this week, whenever it was. Flex. It's. I think they are past point of no return. Um, I think they have made their bed, and they're going to continue to push for it. Mm-hmm. But I think long-term what's best for this team is probably to put themselves in the best position they can to retain their draft pick. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to get down to that fifth spot, it would be, I think, a 42% chance, which is pretty darn good when you're talking about Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson or Eamon Thompson or you know one of these other guys that's going to be in the top four. That could be a franchise-changing player. So that would be my preference the direction i would personally want this team to go if i was Mm. running the show Mm. but i'm not and i get why they want to make the playoffs the optics of the vucevic trade i think hinge on the player that the mat the magic would draft if the bulls uh do turn over their pick yeah like if they get the fifth best the fifth pick in this draft that makes that vucevic trade look that much worse real bad Mm -hmm. bad. so i understand why ak and you've just invested resources. You want to make the playoffs. I get it. But I think I'm thinking long-term here. I've seen enough of this group to know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, I'm not the one making the calls. That's right. Let's go win. It's like, uh, and I think you wrote about this, Will, Pat Bev's arrival does help the Bulls in some ways that they need it, but that might be in itself, in and of itself the, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It might be a problem. If Pat Bev gets this limp group of guys together, and they collectively the first round fight to their way in the back into at least a play-in and then somehow find a way to win their play-in game or two play-in games. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to our guy Cody from Bets and Cubs about this earlier today. Um, best case scenario, if you're the Bulls brass and you wanted to be competitive this year, best case scenario, you're getting thwomped in the first round if you make it there. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you guys a stat here if I can find it. Um, prior to... I guess on Monday when I looked this up, I'm not sure if the numbers are still the same. Mm-hmm. The odds for the Bulls to make the playoffs, according to ESPN's 538, which is their NBA projections website, their odds to make the playoffs, not the play-in, like but the playoffs, 8%. 8%, right. The odds for the Bulls to win the lottery, not just keep their pick, but win the lottery and get Victor Wimbanyama, 7.5%. Mm. So you are in a position right now where <laughs> you kind of have to, like, <laughs> it's too late for them to, to go full-on tank and get a bottom four pick, but they can still get that fifth pick, that fifth lottery odds, and that will, could change the entire fortune of the franchise for the next 15 years. That quick little Bulls math problem just made our, our guy Lawrence audibly <laughs> groan from over there. Uh, it's not it's not a pretty picture that Will just painted. It no. is, unfortunately, the reality. Change with the I'm reality sorry. If you, you just win, listen man. to those those numbers, it is painfully obvious what the team should be doing. Exactly. What, what is doing? best for the team in the long run, it's not even close. So I just, I mean, it's, those numbers make it a little bit frustrating. And I've been saying this since they were 11 and 18 in November, and I get that you can't just yes. pack it in right. at that point. You asked me one night, you were like, when is it too 
Like, when is it not too early to start talking tank when they were, you know, November 11, 18? I think I told you I was, like, late December, early January. Yeah, I'm not with it. I, you know, I was at that point still hanging on to see if they could get their shit together because they were 7-1 mm-hmm. and one yeah. against the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, you know, all this. And you're like, yeah. well, figure it out. <laughs> figure your shit out. Get your shit together. Get, your shit get together. it all together. Figure it out. Because the only thing I have for that, Will, is this is the Bulls. So even with those numbers, I still don't see it working because it's the Bulls. Since when have we gotten that kind of luck? 2008. Derrick Rose. The numbers and the chances were 1.8. I'm just saying the chances were 1.8. You know what I'm saying? To get that. They had better chances when they were, what, the fourth worst team in the league. And we got number seven for the third straight year. Yeah, but weren't those Nico Miritich winning streaks fun? Dude, they were worse the next year. <laughs> Even in that streak, they were worse. You know what I'm saying? They were a worse those, team. Weren't those Sean and still got number seven victories fun? They still got number seven. I'm, that's my point. You're right. They shouldn't have been winning those games, but they were worse the next year. Still got number seven. And my only counter to that is like just because it happened once, just because the three times, <laughs> just because just because the the rebuild went bad the one time, mm-hmm. whether it was bad luck in the lottery or whatever. Does not mean that that's how it's going to go again. I get it. I think the Bulls. That's three times though. It's not one. Right, but it's it's odds. Like each of these these are individual instances where mm-hmm. they've had bad luck. It's not like they had bad luck once, so now they're. I compare it to when people are like, Justin like, Fields won't be successful because there's never been an Ohio State quarterback that's been successful in the league. Like that is in the past. You know, it's its own. We're going to draft uh, They're going to have to defy that, that they have not gotten the, the lottery luck. Also misses. That, that is yeah. some of the dumbest yeah. whataboutism that I've ever heard. Did, yeah, did, did our friend C. Red Fred say that? <laughs> no, but yeah. people people say that. Like, that's a big criticism no, that people right. have of they Justin have Fields. And I'm right. just saying, like, he's you know, right. somebody's going to have to come along and break that stigma. Just like if the Bulls are going to eventually have to come along, be bad, and actually get a good pick. And again, it's not even, for me, it's like, it's less about trying to be bad mm-hmm. and more about trying to and less about even trying to get lucky and it's more just like putting yourself in the best position long term mm-hmm. i think yeah. that's why i was advocating for them to make trades yeah for some of their stars but it's also like best case scenario even if you get into the play-in i feel like the script has already been written with this team mm-hmm. right i know what it is and i think if they get into the playoffs the incentive for the front office to make changes next year goes down because they did finish the season strong and get into the playoffs and I, to me, I've seen the evaluation period is over. What the evaluation I need to do is mm-hmm. Ayo Dalen Terry, Kobe White, Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. That's the evaluation I need. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking big picture here. I get it. Like whimpering out of the season, not making the playoffs is pathetic. And True. to me, that's only part of the, that's only part of the equation. Okay. And, um, we'll wrap up with this. Our guy AK with a comment saying the Bulls aren't taken because it hurts ticket sales uh, for you know the play-in game, maybe the playoffs, and it hurts ticket sales for next season. See, what I want to believe is that Bulls fans collectively are smart enough at, to, to say if they admit to themselves and to us, we tried the run-it-back plan with this group that made the playoffs and kind of fell off with some you know untimely injuries last season. We believed in this group. We wanted to see it together and healthy. Okay, you sold us that. We didn't necessarily buy the whole thing, but we at least were willing to come along to see how it went. At, it worked out. It clearly didn't work out. So 
instead of doubling down to say, well, wouldn't you like a play-in game? Maybe we'll get a couple of home games in the first round. If they prove to us that what they really want is like what you were saying, Will, fix it. Admit that you, it didn't work out. Make proactive moves now to fix it. And if it means in the immediate future your team takes a little bit of a hit, it's like whatever, you're, you're six, seven games under 500 as it is already. They, they are fortunate that this option is even still on the table. They went, yeah. you, you were right, Matt. They, they, we cannot fault them for not trying. It's not like they entered the season and said, we're going to put together the worst roster we can. They put together a roster that should have been competitive. We've all now, true Bulls fans have watched this entire season, said, this team is not going anywhere. And the fact of the matter is that they're two games above the Magic right now. And if you run this season back, I don't, I don't know if that's happening every time. Like, they're lucky to still have that high of a shot to win the lottery, to keep their pick. That's the only reason it still makes sense to say, we've tried it. We're still in a position to, to make the most out of this season. The, like, the other thing that number five pick they, and that happens. The other thing that they might be thinking about, <laughs> no, if man. they wave the white flag and focus on, okay, let's develop these young guys to see what they got, and if we lose games, Oshucks, a.k.a. that's actually in our best interest. Do they worry about that hurting Zach and or DeMar's trade value this offseason? Because... In that sense, it's like, well, the Bulls are clearly giving up this core and going a new direction. So they're desperate to get rid of these guys, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. So we can lowball them. If, if the Bulls still try to get it together and make the playoffs, it won't risk hurting the trade value of either of their two stars. I think it does. You think it hurts the trade value of Zach? If you miss the playoffs and you're trying, mm-hmm. I think that's a bad look. That makes, that makes me feel like, why would I trade for this guy if he's not contributing to a winning team? Mm. And that's what the goal is. And that's the stated goal. Like, I think, again, we've the window of, of opportunity to get into the true top four contention for keeping your pick passed when the Bulls were 11 and 18 in November. Yeah. The opportunity for them to go all out for the bottom passed at the trade deadline when they mm-hmm. didn't do anything. And... They had another opportunity to just let it ride out and maybe just like play Dale and Terry a little bit more. That maybe results in some more losses. That passed when you signed Patrick Beverly. So I get it. It's not happening. And it's almost like not worth revisiting at this point because like it is what it is. But there's a chance they still end up there. And I think ultimately that would be a good thing. If they end up, if they're in the bottom part. I think that, right. Okay. Uh, Not even if they, even if they do give up the fifth pick, the incentive there, obviously it sucks. The Magic. It completely sucks. Then it's a, the, for me, it's a it's a true failure then, because you didn't do, get, me, you didn't achieve your failure. goal, but you didn't achieve your goal, and then you didn't get the pick either. Like you're truly screwed then. You know what I'm saying? Because you sat out here and you set me a goal to go to the playoffs. You didn't achieve that. Well, okay, maybe I'll get this pick then. You didn't get that shit either. Well, goddamn, we're super screwed now then. You know I, what I mean? My feeling is that they already are. Okay. And if you give up the fifth pick, it looks that much worse, and it gives you that much more incentive to make some changes, which I feel they need to make. They're going to make – they have to make them. And, again, this is why I want to allow him to go through his goal and his plan because I'm like, I don't see it, and you don't see it, and you don't see it, and we don't see it. But I want to know what it is. You know what I'm saying? If your goal is here to make the yeah. playoffs and you're obviously looking at – we're obviously looking at the same things together and we know what the issues are and we feel the same ways about them, then what is your plan? That's why I'm like, I'm going to let you go ahead and play way. out your plan and let me see how that plays out in that offseason. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got to have something ready. Because if you again, you come with nothing ready, 
<laughs> Come on, bro. It ain't no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Will. But that's ahead. that's how I think a lot of fans felt last summer. Mm. What are we? They finished eight and fifteen and get mm-hmm. bounced in five games in the playoffs. And, and especially those fans who had doubts about Lonzo and him coming back. That's the biggest one. Yeah, and they banked on optimism. And that was a almost a year ago. Yeah, and nothing has changed. If they go through these last twenty three games and win. So last year they finished eight and fifteen. Let's say they somehow finished fifteen and eight this year. Okay. And they make it to the playoffs. And they win a playing game. Do you think Arturis is gonna say, We showed no progress. We're gonna make some real changes now? No. He's gonna say, We went through adversity and we came out the other end and now I feel confident in continuing to build around this team. So I'm gonna give another contract to Vooch. Now that that would gonna, be some serious goalpost moving. I think yeah. I think that's worst exactly. case scenario. But I agree with him. Like that is true goalpost moving though. If he does come out there and say that, that is like but that's what truly he said. moving that, That's basically what he said at the trade deadline, which was we're seventh in defense. We've had close losses. We mm-hmm. played good games. And the three point shooting, oh my god. And the three point shooting. <laughs> and I just I get I get it. I understand why they haven't made any moves. Yeah. I understand why they still have belief in this in this team. Mm. But at that time, they also told us we're going to have an announcement after the All-Star break about Lonzo. They knew Lonzo was going to be shut down. They right. probably knew about it months ago. Months ago. Right, right, right. So given how important he is to the future of the team, this guy's missed an, a season and a half of basketball. Yeah. Even if you think he is the savior, at this point, you don't even know if he can get back on the court Ever. I mean, Sham said on uh, some clip that I saw on FanDuel about the Bulls having some internal questions about whether he's going to be able to play again. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and he was such a big piece, like you have to, you have to make changes. Mm. But if Patrick Beverly pushes them over the hump somehow, gets them into the playoffs, I think that's incentive enough to keep things status quo. And I think that would be, I think that would be just as bad as if the Bulls gave up the fifth pick. And we'll see. Because I think they'll be making changes personally in the offseason. I, I Regardless hope of you're that, right. I think that changes are coming, bro. Hope you're right. Hope you're right. Hope you're right. All right, that's it. We're uh, past time. <clears throat> One more thank you to our guy, Io DeSumo, for joining us in the studio today. Always good to have him around. Right now we got some some of his stuff autographed for our set that's right here, here in studio. Love that. One more reminder also, come hang out with us, PB&J Pizza, beer, jukebox here in the West Loop. We'll be there next Wednesday, this coming pizza, Wednesday, beer, I should say. Pizza, Wednesday, March 1st, Bulls time. Pistons, 6 p.m. tip beer, off. Jukebox. Join pizza, us there. Um, RSVP on that Eventbrite site if you want to. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow. Bulls finally play again. We'll be here for pregame and postgame. Bulls Nets. They did move it. It was a 9, 9 p.m. game for some inexplicable reason because yeah, it was nationally televised. And then they realized. And then ESPN said, uh, nope. <laughs> and so now <laughs> it's back to being a seven tip-off, which is wonderful. <laughs> that means we'll be here pregame for 630. Um, follow Will the Goat on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave is at B-A-W-L Sports. I am at Bull underscore Peck. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. Follow that man. Unless, you know, you took me and Io and Papa Io's side on the whole Portillo's thing. Um we are CHO underscore Bulls. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't already. Subscribe to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation, see you red be good. Peace.